0: Growler Media presents Joe versus The Minute.
1: All right, now you can tell us our thoughts. <laughs> okay, so
2: this guy is so excited. He probably just like made a ton of money on selling all the, the luggage to him. Like when he's like, may you live a thousand years. <laughs> I think he just made, like, he never sells those huge trunks. And he just made, like, a huge commission because they're probably so expensive. And then Joe just bought four of them. He
1: probably retire now if he wants to. (laughs)
2: Probably. Probably. He was probably just, like, hoping, like, oh, man, this is a big one. I might sell one trunk and then Joe wants four. He's probably buying a swimming pool for the kids in the backyard on this bonus check here, commission he's going to get. Also, the bellhop at the (laughs) Pierre. Is like really in his face when he's like, you could get your stuff at the, or your stuff's at check-in or whatever. Like he's really in some personal space going on there. And also for the Pierre being nicer <laughs> than the plaza, the Pierre is 200 some dollars cheaper per night than the plaza. So that's a pretty good deal.
1: <laughs> They're going off the name.
2: <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to stay at the plaza. We went there once with the kids when we went to visit New York City and just like went down to the street to the shops and stuff so it was neat to go inside
1: i'm kind of annoyed that they moved the eloise portrait behind where because it used to be in the hallway and you could go and take your picture with the eloise portrait and now they've moved it so that only guests staying at the plaza can go up and take their picture with it and that is not cool
2: no we had taken our girls down to the eloise store and and stuff when we we went there But looking at the rooms in the Pierre online, they just look like they have fancier headboards and bedding (laughs) than regular hotels. But yeah, it's still uh, like, I don't know, $450 a night or something to stay there.
1: That's why I will be staying there on a Sunday night (laughs) instead of Saturday.
2: (laughs) Oh, so you're actually going to be staying there, not just like going in the lobby and talking or something.
1: Nope. Staying at the Pierre has been on my bucket list since I saw this movie as a kid. Very nice. <laughs> and I and I hate staying at a hotel for only one night because I feel like between check-in and check-out times, like, that's not even 24 hours. What is the point? Right. But I right. was like, dude, it's a bucket list thing. And, like, my parents live right outside the city, so we can drop Patrick off with them, go spend the Sunday night. We've both got Monday off so we can, you know, check out. Well, not late, but, like, stay in the morning, have some breakfast. Right go back out to my parents, pick him up on the way, and drive home. And we're not going to have to be rushing at any point. So, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we were looking at just doing a weekend, and the difference between Saturday and Sunday night was like, oh, we will be doing that, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you Can I just interject that I find it funny that we've made a distinction between this chit-chat and what's going in the episode, because this chit-chat is what the episodes are anyway. <laughs> I guess just because we were touching on something that doesn't technically happen in this minute, but...
1: We will. Yeah,
2: yeah that was the next episode. We could talk about this episode now. I have notes all about yeah. the history of luggage. I'm happy to tell you about <gasps> it.
0: <Ooh.
1: laughs> oh. Welcome to Joe versus The Minute. We've got notes! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. I'm mostly,
1: oh, you know what? We'll actually introduce it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, the only thing that separated this conversation from every other episode is that we didn't start out by saying, hey, this is a podcast.
1: (laughs) Hey, are you confused? This is a podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, this is a podcast. I'm just
1: giving Tierney all my thoughts
2: so she can, you know, if she didn't already have one thought about, like, one of my thoughts about it when she talks about it, she could be like, hey, I had this thought. Bellhop is really pushy.
1: Yeah, I'm okay. going to no, I'm going to like say that. <laughs> think about it now. I'm going to pay attention to the bellhops and their attitude and perfect manners. Are you going to take
2: an ocean voyage <laughs> to get there? <laughs> an ocean voyage. <laughs> so I'll be gone a week for the my ocean voyage.
0: Where are you going on your ocean voyage, Tabitha? Uh
2: the Caymans and uh, Cosmel. I think is the other one. It's it's a five day cruise, so it's you know a bit shorter, and then you got like two days at sea. And I but I think that our ports are Caymans, and I was just looking at that and uh, Cozumel. So trying to figure out what to do for excursions now and stuff. My my boss takes me, so work pays for it, which is really nice. So. Can do the excursions and I think I want to go see Mayan ruins because I've never seen those before so I think that would be really cool so I would like to do that one of the stops and I wouldn't be surprised if the other one is snorkeling and I did go snorkeling for the first time last year but I still just like just thinking about it I get all panicky inside about sharks and I'm just not sure if I can like tackle that again this year or not <laughs> so I may do something different if they go snorkeling I haven't decided yet. I don't know if I can do it. I feel like I achieved that. I'm done. I'm ready to do something else. (laughs)
3: That sounds like a real journey.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is. My suitcase, my luggage will be packed.
1: Are you traveling light or heavy? (laughs) Definitely heavy. Oh, wait, that was last minute.
2: Definitely heavy. Well, when we went out to Portland, because we were gone for almost a week, because we'd gone to San Francisco first, our luggage was so heavy. Like, we hit that, was it 40 or 50 pound mark? 50. 50, where you have to pay more. So we were like there at the counter having to try to pull things out of our suitcase and stick them in our backpacks, <laughs> <laughs> so trying to get our luggage to be under the weight. But we made it. We just had very heavy backpacks. It's surprising, you know, when you take a curling iron and a few other things out of your bag, you can really, (laughs) basically toiletries. So I travel heavy.
1: I'm the opposite. I try and travel with as little as I can get away with. I realized the other day, because I was talking about it, I haven't checked a bag in over a decade.
2: Oh, nice.
1: And granted, I haven't done as many long trips, but yeah, the last time I checked a bag was for when I went down to Myrtle Beach for two weeks and then on to Hawaii for a month and then came back. <laughs> that was the last time I had a suitcase that didn't fit in the overhead pin with me. And usually I go duffel because they squish, so you get less guff from flight attendants.
0: <laughs> Life hacks from Tuneo. <laughs> Did you all see the viral picture of the woman who... Wore all of her clothes so that she wouldn't have to check any luggage.
2: <laughs> I have not seen that. That's funny.
3: Yeah. You did have she have any issues at the, you know, the security or anything? Would they, could they get through all the layers?
2: <laughs> pat, pat her down.
0: <laughs> Apparently, she made it through. They're calling her a hero for our times.
2: That's <laughs> funny. I've never. I haven't seen that. Last year on my ocean voyage, I packed way too much, and I did not wear half of what I brought. So I'm hoping that this what. Year-
3: yeah oh you oh no um, no on my I ocean was...
2: voyage last year no on for portland too i um i did i was
3: imagining you wearing half of your clothes
2: no i okay. I, I did wear all clothes okay. just only half of the
1: clothes <laughs> in my luggage i took that a very different place i
2: only brought <laughs> shirts like why no wasn't pants. i on this trip with you
1: <laughs> <laughs> see my thing is i have also done destination shopping where it's like okay um, I, when I went to Nantucket, I was like, I really want a Nantucket sweatshirt. So I did not bring any sweatshirts. And then I bought one in Nantucket, you know, like, oh, I, I am currently wearing sweatpants from my camp. When I went to my reunion, I was like, oh, if they have sweatpants, I want a pair so bad. And now I own sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I will go and like be wearing my outfit and then have a change of clothes and like pajamas and a backpack and be like. This is fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just buy anything I need when I get there if it really comes up.
2: <laughs> it's expensive to buy stuff on the cruise ship though, so oh, I have yeah, to think that's ahead. True. But I just have to pare it down. I don't need to take like 6 pairs of shoes just in case and
1: <laughs> Do you have to dress for dinner or is that hopelessly outdated for cruises? Um, no, I would
2: say that, well, okay. So I've only ever been on two cruises, but both of them had like a nicer dress night. And then it seems like when you eat in the dining room for dinner, if you choose to do that, you can wear whatever, but people tend to just, just wear like a summer dress or, you know, men wear khaki pants or khaki shorts or, you know, just something a little bit, a little bit nicer, a polo shirt or whatever. But there is like a kind of a formal night, but that's just if you eat in the dining room if you eat out on the deck then it's whatever but oh yeah
1: anything goes <laughs> but
2: it's nice maybe to just uh, maybe wear, wear some dress. of those
0: nice white preppy sailor boxers that we saw <laughs> i know back in I, should <laughs> th- I should get nine of
2: i should get nine of those before there. i
0: go <laughs> Hey, should we get into the minute?
1: So, for those who haven't guessed already, we are talking about minute forty-two of Joe versus the volcano, which begins with the luggage salesman contemplating Joe's travel plans and ends with Joe reacting to the trunk. Wow! <laughs> 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 this very is very exciting. Beautifully shot. Beautiful uh, lines are delivered well. The music is going. This trunk has a theme. I love. Everything. I want one of these trunks so badly. I wanted the Samantha American Girl doll because she had one of these trunks, essentially.
0: (laughs) And I love that we have fully embraced that these podcasts are just our excuse to hang out with fun people on the internet and chit-chat. But if for some strange reason, this is the (laughs) very first episode (laughs) you ever listened to, I'm so sorry. Usually we do give you more context from Jump, and, but that was not the case today. You, you just got to be a fly on the wall.
3: Speaking of people on the internet, if you go to thisisgrim.com, his uh, post 686, It's uh, I don't I don't know who it is, it's just some person, but they've got a blog and post 686 is all about why they think that this scene is the best scene in this whole movie.
2: Really? And why do they think it's the best scene?
3: Because that's their opinion.
0: I don't know. It's
3: not not really... They don't go real deep into it, but... Is it
0: too late to have them as a guest for this minute? Probably.
3: (laughs) It it might be. I think their their posts are up in the thousands now, so... 686. They they might have forgotten about this by now.
2: (laughs) It is a fun minute. So I was listening to this again this evening before recording. And then we went to have dinner and I was making dinner and I realized I was humming Silent Night. And my daughter was like, are are you humming Christmas music? I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. I'm humming Silent Night. I think it's because of the luggage music in that minute I was just (laughs) listening to. And it just kind of morphed in my mind into Silent Night as I'm in here cooking.
0: (laughs) It makes sense because when they go into the special luggage room, we get Once Upon a Time from the th- soundtrack, but instead it's this nice angelic choral version of it.
1: Very ethereal. Mm-hmm.
3: Do you th- is that diegetic? Does he have that rigged so when he opens the doors the <laughs> music plays? Probably,
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs>
2: This is a pretty cool room. I it's... It, it's kind of odd, but it's cool, and so I wouldn't be surprised if... It's kind of like on the Little People barn when you open it up and it moves. It's like those... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that barn.
2: It's, it's like the doors.
3: Now, you know, whenever you say Little People, I go, Little people. Yeah. It's the, the weird Aaron Neville
0: theme song <laughs> that he...
3: Yeah. Now,
0: (laughs) if it is diegetic sound, it's strange that Joe doesn't react. Hey, I love this song. Did you know I used to have a lamp in my office and it would play this song? How how did you know this was my favorite song?
2: (laughs) But he never realizes everything's connected together. (laughs) Mm. Except that he he says to the different girls that they look familiar, you know... have I Seen You Before? Something like that.
1: There's a lot of those things in his life.
2: Yeah,
0: that's his only spark of recognition. That's because <laughs> this is all a fever dream.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is all Jimmy Dugan passed out in a dugout during a Rockford Peaches game. Prove me wrong.
0: Yes. Hat Tierney.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a real journey. I stuff like that where I'm like, prove me wrong. Like, prove it <laughs> isn't what I just said. <laughs>
3: And later in the movie, he's on the water so much because he really has to pee. (laughs) Right?
1: That was beautiful.
0: (laughs) And now that we know that Tierney is going to be doing some type of movies by minute treatment of A League of Their Own, I've started to wonder if this podcast is just a fever (gasps) dream that she has while making that podcast.
1: Well, they'll have to listen to A League of Their Own, one inning at a time, to find out.
2: Coming someday.
1: Coming better be next summer. <laughs> next summer being summer 2020 for those aliens listening to this hundreds of years in the future. So I did a little research on
2: luggage. Would you like to hear my luggage research?
0: Yeah. Do you yes.
2: tell? Okay. So luggage has only been around for about 120 years, like luggage how we know it. Before that, it started out as trunks because just the wealthy people would travel and travel for leisure or leisure. And so trunks were generally made from wood, leather, and they had a heavy iron bottom. And then they were waterproof with canvas and tree sap. But then as transportation changed, and it wasn't just the wealthy anymore that were traveling, the luggage had to get smaller and lighter. So in more portable so that people could carry their own luggage. And I also think that clothing styles changed, so they didn't need, you know, like women didn't need to carry these big dresses and trunks anymore and things like that. So everything could keep getting smaller and um yeah so that was that so as as things changed the luggage got smaller but then as with air travel our luggage has kind of gotten back to the trunk shape a bit if you take a you know the big hard case suitcases to travel that's my history of luggage in a nutshell
1: very interesting
2: <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot more details there was a whole article from the smithsonian about the history of luggage that's kind of interesting
1: nice.
0: You put that all together without it even being the central occupation of your life.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I do like a good trunk, especially a mysterious one. And I would really enjoy this trunk, which I'm wondering, does this trunk have wheels on it? Because it glides out from that room really easily. But I wouldn't have thought it had wheels when they're out floating on it
1: think we see wheels maybe it's on a dolly
2: maybe so he that... just
3: waxes their floors really well so maybe. maybe he's gotta move them around then
2: but then you'd scuff the i don't know i think you'd i was gonna scuff say i've destroyed
1: many a floor dragon you'd have stuff. to have it
2: he probably has it on some kind of some kind of wheels
1: that's my theory and i like the idea that the base for that is slightly smaller than the trunk so that it looks like it's floating mm-hmm. as it comes forward what is the there's a french version of beauty in the beast where the woman is supposed to like be walking down a hallway and she glides because she's bell and majestic but what they actually did was they put her on essentially a skateboard and pulled her so that you wouldn't see her legs moving and once I learned that as a kid I could like all I wanted was me in a fancy dress being pulled along on a skateboard being like delivering my lines (laughs) Hmm,
2: I would fall
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just Very like the idea that like he made sure that you can't see the wheel platform that it's on so that it looks like the trunk is floating so that it adds to this atmosphere. Mm-hmm. He's had time, I assume.
2: <laughs> He's been waiting for this moment, I think, his whole life. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is his first trunk sale.
1: Oh, the, well, definitely if these Joe- big ones. And I, I like what you said earlier this week, though. For all that were like, this is the most amazing thing that happens. He's not pushy. He's just showing a customer something that fits what he's describing. He doesn't try to push him in.
0: And he doesn't close the sale in this minute. So that will, spoiler, happen next week. But (laughs) the stage direction he's given isn't he's thinking, yes. I've made my commission for my life. When Joe says that he'll take four of the trunks, the direction is the luggage salesman thinks this is the classiest thing he's ever heard in his life.
3: <laughs> I have a question about this trunk. Okay. When he opens it up, I'm not going to dig into next minute too much because in this minute we see we can at least see it when he opens it up. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's drawers in there. How does... How does that work in a trunk that could be, you know, kind of dropped down to the floor or inverted? Or how do you they push the in They usually it?
1: have a little like strap button, almost like um, a childproof lock that either holds it in place or they're across from something else that's flat so that when the trunk is closed, they can't move. Um, but I know I've seen ones where it's like, it's basically a big, actually, because you see him put that flap up. Mm-hmm. And that exposes the drawers. When that flap is down, there's got to be some sort of little button or a connector or something that would hold it in place.
3: But then anything that's in the drawer, maybe they've got some little, some little flap that you put down over top of them or something. So
2: yeah, maybe it has like the elastic straps like you have in your suitcase that hold
3: your
1: something like that or
3: or leather straps. I would- think they'll be classy. Leather straps would be classier.
1: Or they figure your valet who will unpack at the other end won't mind reorganizing your underwear. Yeah.
0: Trunks in the trunks. I nominate <laughs> leather straps would be classier for the episode title. For out of context perviness.
1: I worry about the
0: um,
1: algorithms that might pick up the sentence leather straps would be classier.
0: Clearly, Tierney is not familiar with my Mission I was Impossible think very to about Cast To Furious <laughs> <laughs> guesting brand. It's going in the spreadsheet.
1: I'm not saying it to be not sex positive. I am saying that someone looking for that sort of information might be disappointed by our discussion of luggage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe they'll come to enjoy your podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining the angry emails. You were only talking about the movie Joe versus the volcano. I don't understand. And one minute of it at that.
1: There is no good way to transition from this conversation to fairy tales, <laughs> is there?
0: Oh <laughs> right, because Fairy Tale Friday. Yes. There you go. On, yes. on <laughs> when there's no good way to transition, you just you just bulldoze through. <laughs> So, Very on exciting. Friday, first we bring up something <laughs> to make everyone feel awkward, and then we ask them to share what is their favorite fairy tale in any medium. Who wants to start?
2: <laughs> Jonathan loves to start. Uh, well,
3: I do have notes. <laughs> so, okay. the obvious answer would be Princess Bride. I think that could be considered. But I don't like the obvious answer. So, that's just like an honorable mention. I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm willing to defend my position, but I'm going to say Three Amigos.
0: so picture jonathan standing outside uh, on on the quad with his little table set up and his sign three amigos i didn't pronounce that right three (laughs) amigos is the best fairy tale prove me wrong
3: that's right Fight me. (laughs) I don't know if it's the best one, but it was one that I I thought of. I thought there'd be an interesting answer that maybe nobody else had had given. But it's kind of, when you think of a fairy tale and you think of like the, you know, a lot of times there's a fantastical creature that helps the characters along or something. And Three Amigos, if you've seen the movie, you know that there are fantastical creatures in there, but they accidentally kill one of them at least. And so they, it's kind of like a, it's it's kind of like a weird fairy tale in the way it's like a unfairy tale, I guess. They seek help of these fantastical things, and then they don't ever actually use them. Also, there is a connection. I'm not just being silly. Oh, you're being silly. Well, in Joe vs. the Volcano, there is a song that features in the movie called I Cover the Waterfront. And that particular version has the little guitar hook with the boom, 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 boom. That guitar hook is also in the song Blue Shadows on the Trail that they sing in Three Amigos. Wow. But they're not the same song, but they both have the same guitar hook.
2: Very exciting. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. It's all connected. Very
2: nice. Very nice.
0: Tabitha, did you have oh, something I'm... to nominate? Or, okay. Are you going to start a fight too?
2: I'm not going to start a fight. I have... <sighs> This is hard because I don't have favorites. I'm like kind of known in our house for not having favorites. It's really hard for me to pick a favorite anything because I like so many things. So, um, and I grew up with Disney, so I watched a lot of fairy tale type things. But I'm going to say Cinderella because it was one of the first movies that I saw in the theater They were going through, like, the re-release things back in the 80s. and So that was, like, one of the first movies. I think it was Bambi was my very first, and then Cinderella was my next. And so that just always stuck with me. So I always liked Cinderella. I think I, I was a pretty awkward kid, and then I didn't like how I looked and stuff. So I think I always wished I had, like, a fairy godmother come along and make me look lovely and beautiful. And that's its own problem and its own thing. But... Yeah, so I think I always liked Cinderella. So I like the Disney Cinderella. I like the Ever After movie. Um, yes. I really I liked that, that one.
0: That's Drew Barrymore, right?
2: That's yep. Drew Barrymore. And I do... It's kind of a... It's a twist on it, but I really enjoyed Ella Enchanted when that came out. And that's with Anne Hathaway. And it was just kind of a fun twist on Cinderella that was kind of a odd thing, but was fun so there's been a few different renditions that i've enjoyed i have not seen them all i'm not like a big cinderella fanatic but that was the one that just really stuck with me as probably being on the top of my list
3: so what song in the soundtrack of joe versus the volcano does cinderella (laughs) have in common with
2: i I don't know oh are you saying you know a song or Uh, you just want me to say something because i was just going to say like a dream is a wish your heart makes. That's kind of true. There is no like literal connection.
1: <laughs> but the he mice is mice are Gus is... Gus and Jack. <laughs> Jack is spelled the French way. Like Jacques. Jacques is sort of the name of the guy in the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, who is on a plane that was of flying boat. Joe's gonna be on a boat. And music will play.
2: I totally thought you were going to try to make some connection between the name Jacques and Joe, and you went a completely different way than what I was expecting.
3: I thought she was leading to the <laughs> snake that she wanted to, in the minute 40. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't. They could
3: play Dibbidi, the song
0: Dibbidi, a,
2: a Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, like when he's on the rafts and he's looking at the moon and he's all like, Daisy, that song could play. It would work. <laughs>
1: And he has a fairy godfather here. Mm -hmm. Even though we don't get to see him during the luggage salesman part. It's okay. You know what? The world could not handle the salesman and Marshall at the same time. I wonder what (laughs) Marshall would be doing.
2: If he'd be in there, if Marshall was in there, I wonder if he would just be like smiling and nodding like, oh yeah, this is the luggage guy for him. Or if he would just be kind of like shaking his head at the over the topness of this luggage guy, just like (laughs) how intense he is. I don't know how excited he he is about luggage. I think
3: Marshall would be admiring his bow tie. Oh, that's Because he's all about the clothes.
2: Yeah. He'd want to give him like a dollar for like, you look sharp. Here's a dollar.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This is for how you look.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right well i am good if you guys are
0: the last note that i had is that i really like the compass rose design on the floor we get a nice overhead shot i like that too working that travel brand
2: it's very interesting in that room because you can hear they definitely let the shoe sounds happen still in the silence and I'm trying to think. I feel like I mentioned when we were on before in the office, you could just hear the shoe sounds a lot. Like they really went for a lot of those extra sounds in the in it. It's interesting. I don't know what that means. And if not every movie's that way, is it? You can't always hear shoe sounds and clicking. <laughs> I haven't
3: I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's uh, it was a Steve Martin connection to my three amigos. Uh, Dead man don't wear plaid. I just remember that there's I don't know if it's the whole movie or just certain scenes, but they play with the sound. So, as he's he's talking and he sits in his like, you know, old uh, private eye chair, the sound is way too loud of the chair like squeak, squeak. It's like over top of the words and <laughs> it's just the... Uh, I'll have to watch it again because I, I don't know if I should re- recommend it or not, but
2: it's reminding it me fun. of <laughs> of that one YouTube video of Mick Jagger and
3: oh yes what's his name David Bowie
2: and David Bowie and they take they take the music out and they just put in what the sounds would be if they were actually dancing
3: and like the actual diegetic sounds of them recording this basically yeah so
2: you could hear the shoes moving and their clothes rustling and then like somebody's kind of like singing over it and oh my goodness it is so hilarious Sorry, side note, that's hilarious YouTube video. I'll try to remember to post that in the group It
1: <laughs> Gives us something fun to watch this weekend. <laughs> Someday.
0: Something fun that listeners can check out in the Joe versus the Volcano listeners luggage raft. We are all about to climb on to that raft and head out into the sea until we're back with you on a Monday. We've got something very special planned for the upcoming scenes that are taking place in the Pierre. Is that right, Tierney? Tierney? Yeah. The so,
1: Pierre. <laughs> so stay
0: tuned for that. As we head off to the sea, Tierney, what shall our destination be?
1: Away from the things of man, of course. Away from the late stage capitalism
0: (laughs) There you go, I should listen for the week Now I don't know I don't know I don't know where I'm gonna go When the volcano blows Let me say now I don't know
2: Something is really different. i a growler.